Discover God's purpose for your life as you listen to the words of Prophet Jones Cosina, founder and senior pastor of God's Haven Ministries, the Terra Church. Prophet Jones focuses on training, equipping, and empowering individuals to discover, develop, and maximize your God-given gifts and purpose. And now, listen to this message by Prophet Jones Cosina. Righteous Father, we give you thanks. Thank you so much for giving our life a meaning. And thank you for planting us, for we are the planting of the Lord, planted by the rivers of waters. We cannot wither. We cannot die out. We cannot chicken in. No way. But we are strengthened and renewed every day. And we refuse to be intimidated in a world of billions because you have a peculiar plan for us to achieve. And there's room for us to become what you want us to be. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Grant us understanding right now. Affecting us for you alone and no one else. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Blessings, 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 blessings. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Thank you so much, Prof, for this privilege. And thank you for the honor to be here with God's people. To our wonderful sister, our mama of the house, you are always beautiful and always lovely. Thank you so much. You are cherished. Thank you so much. God bless you. And thank you so much for being a very wonderful person. We have the most wonderful congregant here today and the most generous people here today all over the world. Clap for yourself. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope I can be heard. It's as if uh, I'm not hearing myself. Can I be heard? Okay, thank you so much. We are looking at a very important topic that um, I trust the Holy Spirit today that will come from a very interesting angle about the spirit and church growth. And we define church growth as a, a growth of a person because we say the church is a body. And we say there's a guarantee for growth because of life. And they say this life is given by the person of the Holy Spirit who is not an energy, who is not a force, who is not the fire. But we want to establish again that it is God himself. And I always say that spirits are persons without bodies. They are persons without physical bodies. Those are spirits. In other words, they can speak. They can be heard. They can, they can move in motion. They can interfere. They can inspire. And uh, the other spirits which are demonic can hinder. Uh, you will be surprised that somebody will take a full action and tell you that it's not me, it's the work of the devil. Referring to a reality that there is another person who has a control over his body. So spirits are persons without body. 
And what makes them attracted to us is because on the earth they cannot function without body. So anyone at any time T is attached to a spirit. And to tell you that spirit outnumbers human beings. Spirit outnumbers human beings. We can have a person being inhabited with more than 12,000 spirits. And we can see a spirit that stays in the ears. And when you know a spirit is in the ear, whatever the ears become or the ear conform to tell you the spirit that is there. If it is deafness, we can say that there is a spirit not living in the body, but is living in the ear. And we know because this ear begins to conform to that spirit of deafness. A spirit stays only in your eye. Not just the eye, maybe the iris. And we can know that you cannot see from there. Why? Because a spirit has inhabited that aspect of your body. There are spirits that stays in your emotion that control your anger, unforgiveness, all of them. Those are spirits controlling you. There are spirits that make men to forget. There are spirits that make men to become wicked. You see, these are all spirits. So one person can have different character built on diverse, diverse spirits in one person. Are you here? Thank you. And say so all those spirits cause death because the law of the body is to have life, is to see, is to hear. But when they're under the law of sin and death, it means that the spirit in charge of that body is not the Holy Ghost. But they say the Bible says that Christ Jesus came to set us free from the law of sin and death. And now we are subject to the law of the spirit and life. You see? Hallelujah. Which means that the spirit that we have now give life to us. So we have a guarantee of life. We have a guarantee of life. Again, we can have guarantee of divine health, strength and vitality. So now we can grow. We can grow. Are we together? We can grow. Say, I can grow. I can grow. And everything around me must grow. Are you following? So let's continue from there. Now, we are in a season of the golden age of the church. I believe that the church will see in gathering like never before. Give me instrumentals, please. I believe that the church will see in gathering like never before. The youth are going to gather thousands and millions to Christ Jesus. I believe that. I believe that strange things are happening in the end time. What many people have achieved, yes, yes. In our time, are we together? Are we together? In our time, what others have achieved for a, for a year, we will be achieving them in a month. Money that people have saved to give for a lifetime as the alabaster boss, we sign those checks in weeks because we want to facilitate the agenda of the kingdom. There must be a hurry. So it is not we who want to facilitate. The Holy Spirit wants to carry on certain facilitation. You understand? So it's the golden age. We are going to see miracle unprecedented. Ministers think that they carry anointing, but the result will outweigh the anointing. I'm telling you. You will see the anointing flowing on, in the marketplace. You see things happening in the common way. 
unprecedented. And that is why we are preparing the church to take advantage of the timing of the spirit. The spirit has a calendar. The spirit has an agenda. The spirit has a plan. It's God himself. He has a plan. And he's like a rail on, on a track. You cannot stop a rail. You can only join it. If you try it, it will crash you. And it doesn't stop until you get to its destination. It comes with a force. It comes with a momentum. A momentum. Anybody who wants to enjoy that momentum must not carry the weight of the world because it will stop your momentum or speed. There must be unpacking. There must be undoing to become lighter to follow the speed of the train, the speed of the spirit. So one of the things I want to look at today is not the addition of what you need to get. It is the removing, it is the unpacking for growth. Hallelujah. Are we together? Look at the Zachariah chapter 4, first of all. Zachariah chapter 4. You take it from verse 1. Very interesting. Very interesting. And I'm sure that those online are already with us and enjoying themselves. In Zachariah chapter 4, are you there? Do you have it on board? All right. In Zechariah chapter 4, verse um, 1. Let's start from verse 1. It says that, Now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who is waking out of his sleep. Who is waking out of his sleep? Two. And he said to me, What do you see? So I said, I am looking and, and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl of t- on top of it. See, there's gold there. And understand seven lamps with seven pipes to be, to be the seven lamps. Go down to three. Two olive trees are by it and one at the right of the bowl and the other at the left or at its left. Four. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Verse 5. Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. Verse 6. And so he answered and said to me, These are the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. 7. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the, caps, the capstones with shout of grace, grace to it. Ladies and gentlemen, the focus of this is two, that God wants to build our God is a builder. Our God is what? A builder. And he's responsible for building his church. No man builds the church of God. Every man that is building is an instrument of the builder and by the builder. Are you, are you here? All right. But the Bible says that although Zerubbabel was a prophet, and many people are involved in the building, he warned them to know that it's not going to be built by any human agency or ability. 
is important. He said, it's not by your might, it's not by your power, but it might be by my spirit. Who means that the spirit take responsibility of building his church, which we are, you and I, we are. The first one is to know not to interfere in your subconsciousness that you are the one building yourself. A lady was used to pornography. And I said, why are you still under this addiction of pornography? She said, I have been working on myself for long. And man of God, I promise to work on it. I said, you are a failure. You can never work on that. You can never work on yourself. You cannot take the responsibility to work on yourself. You will get it wrong. You are a liar. Matter of fact, you are going to do today. You must acknowledge as a Christian that that dimension or what needs to be out of you and what needs to be added, of, added to you, it is the work of the person of the Holy Spirit and you must subscribe and yield to him. It is easy in that dimension. He said the building, the building is not by you. It's not by man. He said the building, the work on you to grow is not by your might to work on it, but it is by my spirit and by might. Your growth in business is not by your extraordinary work. It's by the Spirit of God. You know, we are so excited to gather in numbers. But if you take away the person of the Holy Spirit, it's a social gathering. It is dry. There's no life there. There's a life in your singing of worship. There's life when you are singing. There's life in your word in the name of Jesus be healed. There's a life in it to cause people to be healed. When there's life in you, the hearers of your message find some spiritual transformation in your words. Are you here? Because, because you are carrying life in your words. So the warning, number one warning here that is not by your might, is not by your power, but by my spirit. The son of God, the, the person in the church right now, should have something in mind that your growth your expansion, your enlargement is not by your physical ability, but it's by the person of the Holy Spirit and his empowerment. It's important. That will make you to say, Dear Jesus, as I step out this morning, I submit to your divine empowerment. My words will convince the hearers. As I go to market, something is attached to my words. Most of them are speaking to people and they are crying. Why? Is this psychology? No, it's not psychology. Because we know that our words are carrying the, the Father's words. There is a union to this. Are you with me? So that's the first language. Then the next thing he pays attention to that, it says that men will function by the empowerment of grace. So when they ask, how come this building is built? They say they should testify. What is their testimony? They should shout, grace, 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 grace. So grace is a testimony. It's not a knowledge. It's beyond a knowledge. It's a testimony of a person's life. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter, I'm sure I get in verse 15, verse 10 or so. He said that by the grace of God, I am what I am. Are you with me? So at the end of the day, grace is the, is the expression or the outworking of the spirit in you. We have the spirit of God. And by his power. But what is grace? It is the outworking. Outworking. 
the visible outworking of the power of God in you, through you, and with you. Because there is a grace with you that cause men come around you and they are changed. They must only come to contact with you to have that. So that one is with you. But there is a grace that is in you that causes you to do things. There's one that is with you that men encounter. There's one that is upon you that causes you to affect people. Three things I've said. There's a grace in you that defines you. There's a grace in you that, that, that is upon you that causes you to heal the sick. There's a grace with you that when men come in contact with your atmosphere, they are changed. Three. So I can, I can do miracles and not grow. Because I'm found with the grace that is upon me. I can be a great minister and not, not, be, not be lovely or lovely to my wife. I can be arrogant, although I'm doing a miracle with the grace upon me. But there's a grace in me, there's a grace upon me, and there's a grace with me. There's a spirit in me, there's a spirit upon me, there's a spirit with me. The spirit with me, the spirit upon me, the spirit within me. There are three functionalities. There are three functionalities here. So, as I am yielding to the spirit in me to grow, I'm yielding to the spirit that is upon me for miracles. And I'm, I'm actually expressing the spirit that is what? With me for an atmosphere. So, sometimes we sing so much because we realize that the spirit, the anointing that is with us, is there. But however, in that we say we cannot get enough result. What we do is to fellowship and allow the spirit to flow like a fragrance in the whole atmosphere. That is wheat. That is the wheat. That one, we don't touch you. He heals you himself. The one in us, we touch you with it. So we touch you, this one, we transfer from within us. But there's one we don't touch you. As we are teaching you, as we are praising the Lord, he flows like a river and he's touching you. I'm not responsible for that one. That is the outflow of the spirit within, with us. Everybody is part of it because your worship, your singing contribute to that atmosphere. But the one that is with me is what I have, what that, that I use. Hallelujah. And the Bible says they are all called grace, 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 grace. So don't forget, the language is called grace. Grace, grace. The outworking of God in a person, upon a person, and with a person. So let's make progress. But you see, anyone that is born again already received this grace. Already received this grace. John chapter 1 verse 16 amplified. Already received this grace, not in a little measure, not as a small measure, not a fraction, but have received it in the full. I can prove it. John 1 16 amplified. I can prove it. As far as we have not received Jesus in half, and we receive Jesus in full, the Bible says in him dwell the fullness of God in bodily. So the Bible says, for out of his fullness, abundance, like eternal life is not a fraction, it's abundance. The Holy Ghost is not a fraction of him, it's abundance. So out of his fullness, our abundance, we have all received, all together, let's read it. We have all received and had all shared and we are all supplied past tense with one grace after another. I told you there are graces. There's some in. There's some without. There's one upon. Different graces. And there are peculiar graces also. As an evangelist, although my name is evangelist like another person, what differentiates me from another evangelist is what? Is my calling. 
And if my calling is different from you, then my grace might be peculiar from you. So there are different graces. You cannot envy a minister. Why? Because it's not the same grace. You don't envy a friend. Why? It's not the same grace. Focus. Focus and what? Administer your grace. The body of Christ is huge. There's room for many to achieve. We wake up one day and say, this building will become too small. It can't contain us. So those who were envy this building, we found out that it's small. You need to build a bigger one. Who tell you that the grace of God has no dimension of end? As you avail yourself, you begin to be a worker of God's grace. Paul said, I work harder than they all. You, he chose to work harder than they all. I chose to work harder than they all, although they were before me. Can I give you a, a testimony? In, in this year, I said, how many souls do we, have you won last year? I got to know. I said, no. Grace has increased on me. So in February to March, almost all the souls we've won last year have been achieved in February to March. It was a consciousness to dawn on me that the grace of God never reduced its increase. So I must have a knowledge to reconcile with that grace. To catch up with it. Because God will not wait for me to catch up with it. So how come in February to now, we're able to win that number of souls, which we won almost last year. And when it's time for grace, we don't use English language, we use mathematics. In the equipping of grace, English, in the, in the demonstration and manifestation of the grace, it is mathematics. Can I explain the difference? Thank you. In equipping you with, with this, I'm teaching you right now as well, with English language, right? Okay. To know the level of grace that fancy in a year, you must count something. Example, I have to count souls in numbers. I have to count blessings in numbers. I have to count changes in numbers. I have to count money in numbers, not English. I have to measure it. Then I can know how many of grace of heavenly resources have been disposed, have been engaged, have been used in this year. I can measure it. I measure miracles in my crusade this year. Do you know that, that the miracle that happened last two years and last year happened in one crusade in CB? Over, over in one, one crusade. Who tells you that if I tell you that the grace of God has increased on me and through me, it's not a bluff. I can prove it to you. If I tell you that I'm, I win souls and the numbers in my crusade has increased because of the grace on me, when I go to a village, I could attract thousands. But now that grace has increased. When I get to a village, no car, whatever car, raining, I can have five to six thousand people coming from one kilometer they are walking in the village in the night. Tell you that I have carried some level of grace on the village. That is, that is, you can calculate it. It's, you can count it. You can measure the grace. Grace is measured because it is from one level of measure to another level. You are, go, you are moving in, in a level of thought, ascension mode. Are you okay with me? Now listen to me. No man that has grace will not know. You see, whatever grace that functions in you also subject things to you. So you know. 
the grace in you subjecting to the obedience of that. It's like magnetic, ma- magnetic field. The magnetic field power is in the magnet. Right? But it also has a field around it. If there's more magnetic power and energy in the magnet, then we can measure the level of attraction it brings to it. And the influence it has. There are some metal, it will not catch it. The metal is bigger than it. But when it increases its capacity and function, it can bring that to himself. True of us. And when you remove that magnetic energy from the magnet, the thing that it was holding, it begins to drop it. God designed the, the Christian and his, her, his or her anatomy with the spirit secret, which we'll look at right now. There are secrets. It's too bigger than you know. It's too bigger than you know. And again, it's not by you. You can't take glory. You should be humble. It, it, you wonder how it just a blind eye just opened. If you ask a man, what happened? You say, oh, because I fasted more than you. People have fasted more than you. I'm too holy. People are more holier than you. It's a working of what? Of grace. Now we want to look at, now that we all have received the blessings, we all have received grace, one of the things we want to stop, or the things we need to stop, to allow the church grow by the Spirit, is why we are here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and from verse 11, we see something interesting happening. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Paul says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I know you've heard this over and over, true of us. Have you not heard it before? But look at that scripture again. Sir, pastors, Paul says, in our level of growth, there are about three different stages of growth. He said, one, a child. Then you go to an adult. Then he said, a full-grown man. That's three. He said, although we are all in Zion, we are all under Christ and we all receive the same blessings, the same spirit, the same capacity. By reason of your immaturity as a child, you still relate to the things of the spirit as little. You still will understand spiritual things as little. You still will communicate them as trivial. You still will not pay attention to them in church. You still will be listening to them and treat them because they say that is the mark of what? Childhood. Your attitude, your talking, your behavior, your, 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 your priorities. Your priorities, all of them. When you look at them and we scale them, we put you that you are a child. We didn't say you're not a Christian. We didn't say that you don't love God. We didn't say God does not love you. We didn't say that you are not a good person. We didn't say so. We just say 
all these things qualify you that you are a child. I'll give you an example. When we are children, what makes us happy is car tire. We are happy with car tire. We ride it on our road. We are so happy with it. We love toys. We spend our time on toys. We spend our time building houses in the dust. Imagine that we are going to Akachi. We stop, trot, 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 goes Akachi, we say it, we carry passengers in the car. We move. And when you don't know, you stop us from playing that we should come and eat a work plan. You provoke us because the, the place we reach on that journey is a very, it's a very interesting journey. You just stop us from traveling to Dagupulau. But you thought that, you thought that we were joking. But my goodness, we were very serious investing in, on that road. We were constructing bridges. Now, the things we were saying, if you hear from far, you will laugh. But please leave us. We are not playing in that place, in that field. All of us are very, very serious on the field. So the person who is old by reason of maturity interprets our understanding, interprets our playing and our thoughts as, as a joke. But he, that person does not understand. Let him come into our world and see our realities and see our mansions and see the kind of... We, we even cook rice and we eat it here. We eat right, We eat it here. We married and gave birth as ooh, hey, hey. all of you were children before you did that our mothers were careful to hide every medicine in the room and keep it on top because in our knowledge and our understanding with every conviction, without any courage, we don't want it. Everything liquid, not drink. Everything that have that is fluid is a drink. So our parents need to hide every drink on top of the fridge. Top hide them. Because when we see anything that's sick, we will drink it. That's how our mother had to give a lot of uh, palm oil to my twin brother. He drank everything, and when they gave him. Uh, vinegar, sumo to drink. He drank all also. And they had to give it palm oil. He drank all also. Everything liquid is drink. In your realm of understanding, what take your time? What take your thinking? What take your investment? What take your, your money? A young girl spending time with a lady with, oh, what you don't know, that guy is not your husband. So we don't, we don't allow the immature people to engage, to do things. You don't need it. It's a deception. In that realm of understanding, you drank a poison as a drink. But Paul said, now something has happened. He said, when we begin to grow, how we know that the Holy Ghost has affected our growth is that our speaking change, our realm of envision, visions, by the light of understanding, change. Our communication changed. Friends that we put, we, we, we endorse, we put them away. He said there is not a putting away of certain things to confirm your maturity. 
Church growth can be seen not because we have thousand people in the church. If that is the truth, that, that, if that is a measure, it's a lie. Church growth is what? The level of what? A person's maturity in Christ. When we were coming, I told my dinner brother that the mystery put on me is that I have six leaders in my ministry and few people. What I achieve with those people in a year, a church of thousand people cannot. The church we sign and raise, a church of thousand people cannot. And I told him that our crusade in Pakistan is about 500,000 Ghana cities. One crusade. I said, but do you know, we are not looking at the numbers. We are looking at the maturity, the responsibility by the Spirit. Which means that one person among you can be matured financially to change the whole system financially. One person, one person, if only you are ready. The Holy Ghost can make that. Now, we also notice that when we are young, in the community, our parents buy us dress, the Kokonte dress to wear to school. And you notice that they will, work, they will, they will give us a bigger dress so that we will grow in it. We will grow in what? In it. That is hope. I wear one. My twin brother wear one. Agwesi wear one. Sandra wear one. What's your name, please? Kafui. Kafui too. She wear one. I know her. She wear one. She was the one, our nurse dog. Yeah, she wear one. Mm -hmm. Then, the next year Christmas, they called all of us. They realized that my twin brother was growing in the dress more than me, as usual. And they realized that me, I've just made a little bit growth, advancement. Then they realized that I for daddy, he is still the same in the dress. But they realized that Agbesi, Agbesi, listen to the language, didn't grow. He outgrew the shirt. It outgrew the shirt. So the mark of the parent is that the person who is still at the same height maintain that shirt. The person, me, who make a little growth, he said, don't worry, let's give him some few months. Okay. Then, they realized that after Agbesi, there was a need to change that dress, to put away that dress and give him another bigger one. Why? Because he has outgrown that shirt, that image, that level. And there was a need of the father to give him something bigger than that. So the father can only give more because of reason of outgrowing that expectation. You cannot force the Holy Ghost to do more for you. You cannot force the Holy Ghost to give you more. The Holy Ghost is activated in doing more when you have outgrown his expectation. I don't bear the Holy Ghost for muscles. They are there. But I just find myself moving and they, they are just there free. The freedom I enjoy to get souls, eh? It's so, it's so beautiful. It's, they are there. So the secret of church growth is not to put pressure on the Holy Ghost to do more. The secret of church growth and your personal growth is what? It's the putting away of many things that allow you all to grow. 
Because that is a mark of what? Growth. True or false? There are some friends in your life now. If they were there years before and they are still there, I tell you the reason. It's why you are not growing spiritually. There are some relationships women are in. He said he will marry me five years ago and they are still there. Is that man is a weapon of stagnation? He's still there. It's a weapon of stagnation. There are some workers we have in this church. If we should change them, the church can grow. There are some leaders we have. There's a leader in the church. He's the leader of the evangelism group. When I went there, I said, man of God, let's change this leader. Let's change him. As far as he's the leader, the evangelist will die. And when we change it, boom. In my ministry, Evangelist Bennett is the leader. That is the secret of the team. If I change her, there's a, there'll be a problem. So, child growth means that we must deal with people who are matured. Number one, mature people must lead the church. Two, and they are, they are, their focus is on others to mature. It's only a transformed person that can transform others. Only a transformed person that can, that can transform others. So when I was a child, I was wearing kokonte small. When I was growing, I had to remove that small dress and wear hot, a bigger one. When I became a man, I put on full trouser length. I was not wearing cut piece. Two, two, two years. Full. Question. When you go somewhere to buy material, and someone said, I'm buying one year to sew a trouser for my, my, my child, the material they are buying tells you the kind of person they are going to wear it for. When you come to church and say, Pastor, I will not win so. It is true. It is true. But you are just witnessing your level in, of, of, of maturity in the church. When I say partner, you look at yourself, me, uh, I don't have that money. If you are testifying against your own self that you are broke and your level of giving is this. Although you convince a man of God, but you have testified a witness of your own self. That is the most dangerous thing. What you are saying of yourself. Are we making progress? Suppose if when I was a child, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now my mother, she leave all the drinks, the medicine, away on the fridge. Knife, knife is right there in the kitchen. Why? Why, why change? Now, I agree. So this is it. The way a child sees things is equally true. It's not a lie. That is why some children are trying to convince the pastor, pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. It is true. It is true. <laughs> it is true. 
Tell your neighbor it is, it is true. Pastor, this work it is difficult. Nobody do it. It is true. But just according to you, your level of growth. But it is true. But it's not a general truth. That's why in the body of Christ, there's not a general truth. They are truth, but they are superior truth. the same. You are speaking it according to your understanding. Can I give you an example? I'll give you an example. King Saul was the commander of Israel army. Undefeated in a battle. True or false? Undefeated. He conquered every army. Undefeated. And one day he woke up and was confronted that there's another strange man called Goliath. Who came to cause a reproach to the entire army of Israel? Asking for anyone who can fight him. It is believed that Goliath has never been defeated before. And everyone believed that and fled and trembled at his presence. True or false? From that realm of understanding that Goliath is undefeated, from that understanding that Goliath cannot be killed. From that reality, it defined the vision of all men to see Goliath as already what? A champion. That understanding cast a shadow on their vision to see Goliath as undefeated. People already saw death at the mention of his name. They were dealing with their understanding in a realm. True of us. Thank you. A young man called David came on the scene, never been to battle before. Never heard a sword before. None of that. Heard of Goliath. And also have a different understanding that everyone that is uncircumcised cannot capture or kill a man that is circumcised. Because of the law of covenant that anyone that fights the Jews fight God himself directly. And it's impossible to bring a Jewish down by covenant. It's impossible. To approach a, a Jewish person is to evoke God on the scene. But that higher level of truth, the knowledge of, uh, of David, defined the knowledge of the whole Jewish as lie. Higher truth as lie. And from that understanding, David saw Goliath as an ordinary word, bed that needs to be killed. In other words, he has not seen as a human being because that level of understanding casts a vision. It's not the vision that I see. It's the vision that comes by the light of understanding of the word of God. He saw him as an ordinary person. And he already spoke to him. So look at his talking. He said, you, look at the talking. The talking shows his maturity. The talking shows where, which realm he was, he was, he was above all. He was seen from a different spectacles. He was in a different pedilum in the spiritual realm. He, although he had never fought before. So you thought you need a battle to, to win. You thought you need all the armory to win. You thought you want to, you want to know who you know. You lie. What defines your victory, your growth, is the revelation of the knowledge that affects your spirit. You see things that people fear as, what, as, as, as a platform for growth. You see things that people think is not working for them as, a, as, as an instrument for growth. 
And David said, you, you go down. You go down now with your own sword. At the end of the day, David was right. He pursued his understanding. He, was, he pursued that conviction of revelation that defined his vision. Not to see Goliath as a champion, to see Goliath as an ordinary bird, animal. There are many animals in your office. You don't fear them. You don't fear them. There are too many animals on the street. Those are foul spirits in people. You don't fear them. If you have the revelation of the spirit that is in you, the Bible says, He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. To know that you are functioning with the spirit, who will know the kind of work you are doing. Whether you are doing greater works or you are doing smaller works. Are we together? The Holy Spirit came to make you great. He came to make you do the extraordinary. So you must understand that it's extraordinary. your life is extraordinary. Your answer must be and should be extraordinary by reason of the person of the Holy Ghost. Are we together? So many stories are in the Bible like that. Joshua and Caleb and the other ten spies went to spy the land and they came back. The other ten said, see, when we saw the land, eh, we were like grasshoppers before them. But Joshua and Caleb with a different understanding of the Spirit said, no, we are well able by the Spirit. He said, those people that you see, those people you see, they said they're like what to us, bread to us. Are you sure you are following? Or I should move to prophecy. I should move to prophecy tomorrow. says, we are like grasshoppers in front of them. Two say, no, we are all able. The Lord, the Lord, the Spirit is with us. We, those people, they are like bread for us to chew. Question. Has the ten went there to the promised land? Has the ten went there? You don't know the story? Has the ten went there? No? They didn't go. The promised land. Twelve spies went to spy the land. They came back. Ten among the twelve says, the people we saw there, they are giants. They are like what? We were like grasshoppers before them. What they saw, what they thought of themselves, and what they said signify who they are. Although God was with them. Two says, no. God is with us. Those giants you saw, they are like bread unto us. So who went to the land? The two. Thank you. Now, was the land given to all the twelve? God gave the land for all the twelve. It belonged to all the twelve. Right? But only two went there. Why? When I was a child. The things you deny because you are a child. The things, if you understand, if you grow spiritually, you will never deny evangelism and so on because it's the most important thing in the whole kingdom it takes maturity to win souls it takes spiritual understanding to understand what soul winning is it takes understanding to even invest into it it takes understanding 
Hallelujah. Are we making progress? Now, I will, I will move to a dimension on this same subject quickly. And I think that you like it. I like principle. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27, and we will leave our studies here today. Because we like to ask questions. I would like to pray for those who cannot speak in tongues. I would like to even pray for the sick. I would like you to spend time in speaking in tongues. I want the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Mighty here. But I... Can you increase the instrumentals a little bit? A little bit. The Bible says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. I would like you to underline that. The Spirit, why you are able, you are unable to do the things that are good to bring you growth? Because you cannot do it in your own ability. But the Bible says the Spirit helps you in that weakness. And the Bible says we should, and say so that we should pray for as we ought. And the Bible says, but the Spirit Himself make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be altered. Verse 27. That's our emphasis. The emphasis says, now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saint according to the will of God. Now, he who searches the heart of searches the heart knows the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saint according to the will of God. 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Those who are called according to his purpose. You'll be very interested in this for our conclusion. It's what I call the, it's a long one, but we see how we can write it. The synchronicities of the spirit or the synchronisms of the, of the spirit. The synchronicities of the spirit. All things are working together. Together for your good. No one. There are different system occurrences. Things that must work put together to just cause an effect of your growth. By the spirit. To, teach, to expand on this, I'll give an example. Can I give an example? Thank you. We ought to go for a mission. And the Lord said, carry six people to go with you. To four countries. It's as if I've not heard it. Because one person alone in two countries is expensive. Now I have to carry six people with me. Four countries. Hearing the figure and the budget alone, will convince you that you are not hearing from God. But I know I heard. Then all of a sudden, 
all those that I think they will partner, when I tell them the information, they cut my call. They stop picking my call. All of them. I had already sent one person already there to start preparing. Should I bring her back? Or we should still go ahead? All of a sudden, we are left with only eight days. I like your smile. But I said, Holy Spirit, if it is you, the mark to show you are the one who spoke to me, means that you activate a system that must work good for this agenda. Look at the language. The synchronicities of the Spirit is that whatever He wants to achieve with you, He must activate a system that is not disintegrated, a system that is connected with occurrence of events that must end up in fulfilling that agenda. That is Him. You are not the one responsible. It's not your sharpness. If not, so you will be, as a man of God or as a believer, you will go and lie to people. And I'm expecting some money, borrow me money. All those things make you have a wrong character as a liar. But if the Holy Spirit wants to achieve something in the in life of a person, you must know that he is a person that activates a system that is synchronized with events and occurrences that lead to your delivery of that. So, all of a sudden, a young man, my gate opened. A brand new Lancusa came to my house without permission, nothing. And one young guy came out, which is part of my ministry. What are you guys doing here? He said, we want to see you now. What is it? I'm a businessman. I came from this country. There was a transfer of money of $450,000. Who is a portion of my money? That ought to be transferred to me. But my business friends from Nigeria, they are diverting the money to Nigeria. I cannot go now to that country. Man, go help me. I started first of all. Businessman, are you born again? He said, I need help. I said, keep quiet. Are you born again? I minister Christ. I said, give me your hand. I minister the Holy Ghost. He, what, the electricity passed through his whole body. Up and down, he was speaking in tongues. When he finished, I said, write the name of the people involved in this. He wrote them down. I said, Father, in Jesus' name, we reverse this for our good. The next early morning, Lancaster, boom, back to the house again. And they were packing television. They were packing things. They were packing so many things. The man can hear, you do all. What do you need from me? I said, I'm traveling to mission. We are six. He bought a ticket right there six. We are this, this. He bought everything, everything we need for the whole journey was endorsed, including a car. I now know him. It's called the synchronicities of the spirit, an event that leads to this and this and this to that. That was not to work against that guy. It was allowed to connect to me to signify, and all of us won. You know who lose? The people who thought they were winning first and stealing the money, they lost. I won. The guy won. Jesus won. So when you say the synchronicity of the spirit, it means that the spirit is responsible in your life to put certain arrangement of people, event, 
and all things that must work for your good. That is not human ability. As of the time that that was happening, I didn't know that someone would come that day. But the Holy Ghost was in charge. Are you sure you understand what I'm saying? As of the time that they are sacking from work, if you don't have understanding, you thought it was against you. But you are going to be an entrepreneur. If you understand the spirit, he will tell you move. As of the time that Isaac was sent out of the house, sold into a pit, you under, under interpret it as a problem. But it was a synchronous system. From prison, from pit to Potiphar's house, you and I, we interpret it. Ow, ow, ow. It was a synchronicity of events leading to something. As of the time that he was in prison, you know, say, oh, finally, he's in prison. Oh, God, what have I done? Oh. But it was, the Bible said God was with him. It was a synchronicity of events. From prison to where? To become what? A prime minister. Now, you now knew and understand, understood that all the thing that was going naturally as wrong can equally be understood with the eyes of the spirit, can be seen. That is why the Holy Ghost caused a person not to be sad because there is interpretation of everything that is good which is in Christ for you. Right now, the situation you are going through, how do you see it? How do you understood it? How do you communicate it? How do you respond towards it? Right now, how do you respond towards it? Do you testify against yourself? Do you witness that you cannot? What is going through you? The Holy Ghost will never teach you such a language to speak of your own self that I cannot. To speak of your own self that I cannot, I will not. To speak of your own self, I'm poor. To speak of your own self that I am this. To speak of your own self, I am, I am sick. What language is that? Who taught you which quarter is that? And you come to church and you endorse your sickness, I am. Like, like the Lord will say, I am. You also will say, I am. And say, so what is it? Sick. Was others saying that I am rich? You are speaking in your corner, I am sick. Was others I'm saying that I can do all this through Christ? You are saying that I cannot do it. And you are a Christian. And you want to grow. You will not grow. There's no growth in that pathway. There's no growth. Because we are walking... The words we speak propel us in destinies. The words we engage propel us into higher depths of the spirit. What are you talking about? So, when we speak about spiritual growth, it must go about spiritual language, spiritual thinking, spiritual understanding, then you grow. So, when we want to conclude our growth today, we are talking about spiritual knowledge, spiritual understanding, Spiritual words, language, and spiritual action. When you exercise these things, you grow. There's no growth because you pray. It's beyond that. What you've heard today, right now, I have given a level of deliverance. Man of God, think about it. The Bible says that when a spirit possesses somebody or they deliver the person, the spirit goes to and fro, coming back to look for the person if he's still there to possess. Who means that when you are delivered, 
That does not mean you are fully delivered. You must advance in location because the Spirit will come there to find you there. As I'm preaching this word, I've taken you from a position in the realm of the Spirit and I shift you right now. The devil that affected you before cannot see you there to continue. It's called deliverance. What carries you? You woke up in the morning, Sharabalaba, my word is reconciled. Hey, the, the, the business are agreeing with me. They agree with me. My body, my organ, they agree with me for my good. My word is reconciled. Hey, this business, what are you seeing? See. Talk. Say. See. Talk. You're thinking. Have you forgotten the language? God is able to do exceedingly great and abundantly according to more than you think. Think. Imagine. Talk. There is your linking of the working of God connecting to your thinking, connecting to your imagination, connecting to your talking. And again, the Bible says that the welfare of our welfare are not kind of a mighty true God. Pulling down stronghold, imagination, knowledge, pulling them down. So, see, 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 your knowledge are realms. Your talkings are realms. Your meditation are realms. So don't come to church and be excited about knowledge. You must receive that knowledge as your possession. And when you receive it, change the other one and put it away and fix this in. Remove that seat belt. It is too tight. You've outgrown it. Remove it and put a new seat belt for security. But that thing which is not working, and you always say, oh, you are not working. You agree with this by saying you are not working. Then they will ask you, what is it? But you confess, I'm, not, I'm sick. But no, same time. So now you are working. Now you are healed. Now I'm okay. Change it now and insist. That emotion that makes you feel as if you are not it, you are not beautiful, you are inferior, is just a knowledge in you you are thinking about. Remove the knowledge you will not think about because what you think about is the knowledge that is there. When we remove the knowledge, you will find out that you won't think. And when we change the knowledge, your thinking will change. You are beautiful. You are great. Anything anybody can do, you can do it better. This is not inspiration. This is called truth. The devil call people down and let them think for 24 hours of, of, of everything wrong. They go to bed. Nobody is seeing them, but that same spirit is with them. He said, now, now that you are quiet, what do you think of yourself? Then you start saying, hmm, 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 You are going to wash, you are in a washroom. Nobody is there. You are thinking. They are calling you. You cannot even hear because you are actually gone. You go to office. The office atmosphere shows that you, you know, go make up. Question. Who told you to believe what you are seeing? Who told you to believe what you are hearing? You chose to hear what God is saying. You chose to believe and see what God told you. Tell someone that I chose to hear what God says about me. There's emotional healing taking place. 
the seed of God has gone already into many so far. Can I take a question, people? Anabalo Saruha. Taria Maloso Frande Gadosha. Question, 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 question. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Question. I want you to ask me a question. I want you to speak to me quickly. Because in a few minutes, we'll be speaking in tongues, activating supernatural. And when we are speaking in tongues, you begin to perceive things about you. You will speak them. You will cut a vision and hold it. You should write something different in your note. It's achievable, you say, write it down. And when you, when you write it, when you write it boldly, we will put them here. And we insist. We insist that the aeons agree with that. We insist that anything in the south, north, east, west, agree with what we are written. That it is possible by the might of the spirit. We will break boundaries that when people say it must happen through this way, this way, and when we calculate it, it must be 12 months. We say no, by the spirit, we change it and it happens in a month. That's our faith. Believe God for something that you have not seen today. Believe God for something you have not heard before. Believe God for that. Any question from here? Thank you. Thank you very much for this powerful teaching. Um, you talked about the three functionalities of grace. Can you hear her? You talked about three functionalities of grace. Grace, three functionalities of yes. grace. Yes. The grace working three in us. Three dimensions of grace, yes. yes. Um, is there a possibility that you are, there's a grace functioning in any of these three dimensions, even though there is the spirits of the world living inside you. There's a spirit of the world. There are spirits of, of the world living inside you. Yes, thank you. When you're talking about the spirit of the world, then it defines your language. It defines your result. It defines where your emotion and interest is. Those things are possible because the person is a babe, is a child. All right? But I say, at that time, T, you still have the grace in you, upon you, and with you. You still have it. Then when you begin to give more time to the things of the Spirit, that is now defined by a higher revelation of love and purpose. You find out that the more you give yourself to the Spirit of God in you, with you, and upon you, we can realize that you have put away some things. We can see it in practical terms. We can see. Then we say that because your weight of glory is now heavier by removing the other... Okay. Uh, am I making sense to you or are you not cutting it? You sure? Let me use... I like scripture. I like scripture. Ephesians 4, verse 21 down. It says, put off the former nature. Put off. And when you go, they say, now put on Christ. Put off. Colossians 1 verse, I'm sure verse um, 10. Put Colossians 1 verse 10 there. Look at the language that is. So if I ask somebody, an exercise right now, what must you put off? What must you put off? What do you think you must put off, my dear? 
If I ask you, what must you put off? Right now, if I ask you, what must you put off? Come, let me show you something. Let me show you something. If you and I have 10 hours to do anything with it freely, and I have visitors with me, you also have visitors with you, and you spend eight hours with your visitors and spend two hours to pray. And I tell my visitors that an hour that you guys go. And I put them away. What time will I have to pray? Nine hours. Ten. I'll have, no. If you use eight to chat with your friends, which you enjoy, you are left with two to pray. When I put off my people, in an hour of conversation, go. How many hours will I have to pray? Nine. Is it possible for you to still pray within ten hours until within ten hours without putting off the people? Just a question. I can pray more than her because I have to put off the friends and get only an hour. Thank you. So, by understanding, I realize that the priority is prayer, not friends. That is the knowledge of inferior and superior understanding I have of life. Now, because I cannot achieve nine hours prayer without putting off those people. It's not possible. It's not possible. Okay. If I want to win more so, oh God, I want to be like you, Jesus. Make me win more so. Oh God, help me with also. We pray for revival. We finish in language. That is English language. We finish. Now, the Holy Ghost came on earth. Boom! We all shook. We all fell under the power. We went into trance and I said and saw Jesus. We came down now. We cleaned ourselves of the dust. Now, <laughs> how will you cause the revival now after the anointing? I have to put off some of my agenda and go and start for revival. The more time I give to it, tells you the more things I have to put off in my calendar to achieve that. So the putting off of things of the natural order give you, the, give you more grace to achieve the supernatural. So it's practical. It's practical. Example, if I say, Hannah, close right now, we all will move to Kaswa. We'll stay there to 7 o'clock and cause a revival to Kaswa. No demon or darkness will stop us right now. It will happen. Facebook will cover it all over. Because we chose to say, let's join the Holy Ghost on the field now. But when we finish and we go home, and come next week, we hear another powerful message, we go home. What happened? Pray, 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 pray. You don't give, put off some things. To, what happened? The secret of growth is that the more things you put off, the more you can do spiritually. It's the secret of growth. Put off some things. Look at the language. Colossians 3 verse 10. You want to pray. God bless you. <laughs> 3 verse 10. We'll find a language. Look at 
10, 3 verse 10. And put on the new man. So there's a putting on. Put on. And Ephesians 4 also says, Ephesians 4 verse 21, look at it. And get ready to pray. When I say pray, put off your thinking. Put off everything. I say we will pray. How many of you cannot speak in tongues? Uh-huh. Those of you who cannot speak in tongues, you come forward, okay? If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, 22, look at that. 22. That you put off. Put off. Put off. It's one of the most powerful languages spiritually. Put off. Hey, as from a poor family, you cannot make it all. And just put off that thinking. And put on a different thinking. That defines your beginning of greatness. Some ladies in relationship, why they never knew that, ladies, when you are in a relationship, no matter how you love the person, and you start hearing worse, 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 that reduces you. Know very well that the person you love does not understand that love, does not see you the way you see him. Come out of it. Because that person you love is a good agent. Satan manipulates because Satan knows you love him. So Satan will use him to destroy you. What are talking about? Anything that speaks a language like you are not this, you are not, they look at you. It is actually the person has that person is doing the devil's job. He's speaking exactly as the mad piece of Satan, reducing you, even the word of God. Sometimes it's difficult to change you. You are this. You are useless. You are this. You are saved because it's not marriage, it's a relationship. If it is marriage, say father in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, please affect the, affect the heart of a husband. And as great is helping me to start. He said, and choose not to believe that word. When he said, yeah, it's the choice. Jesus says, be careful what you hear and how you hear. Jesus said, be careful what you hear and how you hear. Take responsibility of what you hear and how you hear. And put off concerning your former conduct. The old man, the immature one, which, which, which was corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Put it off. And now, tell your neighbor, and now, I put on Christ, which is whatever that is good, whatever that is excellent, whatever that is gracious, whatever that is beautiful, whatever that is wonderful. If there's any virtue that is in Christ Jesus, it's my reality. It's what I endorse and it's what I believe in. That's how to put on Christ. The knowledge. I refuse to be poor. I refuse to get sick. I'll fight it back. If the devil, if the sickness hold me, I'll treat it also back. When he hold me, I'll resist it back. When he hold my neck, which I'll hold my neck in the name of Jesus Christ, you will not go down. It's, it's physical. You won't go down with me. When he say lie down, I say, no, sickness, I should lie down. 
and your detail is not true. See me in the name of Jesus Christ. I am healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, I refuse to be sick. I'll act it in the room. I refuse it. It's not of God. That knowledge sleep, you are sick, is not of God. It is whispered by the devil. It's not true. It's, it's, tell your neighbor, the life is practical. It's not knowledge based. It is practical based. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for your time.